Welcome to the Life Launch Podcast. My name is Heather Borsma. I'm a certified business coach who helps mama entrepreneurs double their business with more heart and less hustle. Want to learn how? Let's go. Welcome back to the Life Launch Podcast. We have a very special guest today. We have Paige Barlow, and she was a part of my mastermind last year with Jess. And she is a self-proclaimed singer, box wine enthusiast, nudist at heart, and the founder of Moss Postpartum House. Welcome here, Paige. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to hear all about you and your life and your business and share your story with my audience. And the reason I reached out to you is because I have a lot of women who listen that are moms and are entrepreneurs and live in that messy tension. And I love sharing stories of other women who are also doing that and doing it in a really authentic way and can maybe offer some advice, some inspiration, some behind the scenes of the fact that it is actually messy and just encourage them to keep going in their journey. So thanks for being here. Tell us a little bit about how you started your business and where you're at in your business today. Yeah. So how I started um, with my business. So I opened a medical clinic that supports families in the postpartum period. So how I got involved in this is I was a stay-at-home mom and I was just wanting to make some extra cash. So I went and got certified as a postpartum doula. So I did that for eight years. And then oftentimes I was driving these families to multiple locations to get support. So whether it be pelvic floor physio or chiro or lactation support, we were driving all around the city and often we were feeding in in parking lot I said, Hey, this is, uh, I want to create a home that doesn't feel like a clinic where we have all the professionals under one roof that can support a family. So that is kind of how it started. I'm about three years in business. I'm hitting my third year soon here. And yeah, we bought a, a little historic home in Kensington and my husband renovated it because that's what he does for a living. And yeah, and the rest is history. That's amazing. And so can you tell us a little bit about if you are willing to share some numbers about <laughs> your financial goals, um, even like last year, what was your goal and what did you create in revenue? Yeah. So I remember you telling me to make a goal that made me want to puke in my mouth a little bit. Um, 800,000 was my goal last year. The year, our first year was 199,000. So that was a little bit of a, like a holy F moment. I don't know if this is possible. My goal last year was 800 and I hit 799.87, I think. Oh my um, gosh. So, so we just, we just were shy, but yeah, amazing. So great. Yeah. And I'm, I'm quite proud. I didn't expect to open a business with a pandemic on the heels of six months being open. So um, to have growth right now and to have sustainability um, financially has just been, I've been very, very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's your goal for this year? Yeah. My goal for this year is I want to do 1.3. So that's my cheap okay. number. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're, 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 we're doing better than we did last year. So, which is great. The first quarter has been, I'd say we're about 70% of where I want it to be, which is okay. I just need to pump it up for the next quarters. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I always ask people about their revenue because I think <laughs> it's something that women need to talk about more and need to hear more conversations about. And when I sh have people share their numbers, 
there's always so someone that reaches out to me and says, thank you so much for actually talking about that. Because I think as women, we shy away from talking about the numbers a little bit. Do you have any thoughts on why that is? This wasn't really the topic of our conversation, but I'm curious your perspective on that. Well, I don't like it. Like, I don't like it when you ask me that, but I know that's important and I know I need to step into it. Like, it makes me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think like, yeah, men are very comfortable talking about money and finances, especially in business. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm part of a men's group too, where uh, five other people are men in business and they Mm -hmm. have no problem chatting about it. And I was like, crazy that this is like causing a visceral reaction. It feels like, I think a little bit, it feels ego-y. Like I, I don't mm. like the ego. Like it feels like I'm like a bragging situation. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's what makes me feel uncomfortable. But I realize like, I just have to keep doing it because it's, it's, it's not, and I'm not, I'm not that person. So it's just like playing yeah. with. The <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's so real. And I think that yeah. it's on something that a lot of women can relate to. It's that we don't want to come across as bragging or as selfish or as like self-important, but it's just, it is funny that if those same words are coming out of a man's mouth, they're not perceived that way. And I think maybe some of it is just lack of exposure, right? Like there just aren't that many women talking about it. And so we're not used to talking about it. We're not used to hearing about it. So hopefully people getting to hear more examples of that here makes it a little bit, a little more comfortable for them to share as well. So thanks for being yeah. willing to be honest about that. So mm-hmm. tell me about something that you are really proud of in your business last year. Like, is there something that you created or did or had a shift where you're like, oh man, this just made my business yeah. so much better. I'm just proud that we moved the needle to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest thing. Like, I'm really proud of like the Moss family and the practitioners we have at Moss because they stayed on the boat with me and they weathered the storm for lack of a better word. And they were really supportive. And when you say the storm, are you referring to the pandemic? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And my, my, my biggest thing is I kept saying to my team, I was like, we just all need to stay in the boat. We need, no one needs to go overboard and we just Mm -hmm. need to get through this um, together without sinking. So that was my main thing. That's why I say moving the needle was a big um, win because I, I just wanted to, that was my main goal is just like get this boat through here and get to calm waters and then figure it out at that point. But yeah. You know. Do you feel like you're on the other side of the storm? Like what's in terms of your business and the pandemic and how that all interacts, what's your perspective on that? Yeah, I think I'm doing a lot of personal work. So mm-hmm. I noticed when I am not in alignment and when I am not okay, the business is not okay. And I didn't really realize that until the last six months. I'm like, oh, when I am, when I'm off, everything is off. Mm-hmm. So a big thing for me is like I'm focusing on working on self right now. So yes, the pandemic was scary, but I think we're through through it now. And and to to also put this into perspective, my 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 daughter was really sick, so we had to homeschool for a year too. So I was mm. in, in in year and a half of business. My kids were now being homeschooled. My husband owns his own business and is working 50, 60 hours a week. And I was like, holy shit, how is this gonna, mm-hmm. gonna work? So, but we but we got through it, and that's over. So I'm just yeah, we're noticing people are now booking. The booking numbers have increased. Um, people are less scared and fearful, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just feels like everyone can breathe a little bit more. Yeah. And I want to hear more about this, uh, realization of your personal <laughs> life flowing into the business, because I deeply resonate with that. And I'm curious, what are some of the ways that you're taking care of yourself that you're seeing reflected in your business? 
Yeah, the people pleaser. So that I've been working on for the last year um, with a mentor of mine. So um, we, I've been going, I go in once a month for um, four hours and we work on it. But that part of myself has been really difficult. Like I've always mm-hmm. been a people pleaser my whole life, making sure everyone's looked after and I'm looked after last. Oftentimes when I needed to support myself, I was reaching out to others to support them. So mm-hmm. like, oh, so if I was feeling low or not great, I would oftentimes be like, oh, I need to call my friend Jill and see how they're doing it. And I'd be like, no, I need to not call Jill. How are you doing? <laughs> so and just like checking in a little bit more on that and saying no, like no is so freeing for both parties. It's not just freeing for me, but it's freeing for the other human too. When you're when you're solid in your no, it is it is great. Then they know you're solid in your yes when you say yes. So yeah, that is yeah. so good. Yeah. So the people pleasing thing is something that was holding you back. Like, did you where was that like costing you in your business when you were operating in the people pleasing? The contract stuff started contract stuff. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> so um, often giving away the farm uh, um, mm-hmm. when I first started and not knowing my numbers when it came to that, but I, I needed to start somewhere. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing, but it, mm-hmm. it, just, it just was. Yeah. Just bending. I should say bending, not in a place of being fair, but bending to accommodate or mm-hmm. to accommodate another individual another individual but now I know there's like now my my biggest thing is it needs to be a win-win-win all across all three people need Mm. to win and then it just feels so much cleaner right and then now that I'm knowing these numbers I'm having these conversations before they even become an issue or a conversation in the future so everything's just clear and laid out for everyone when they come on board so yeah yeah that's really good so understanding that when you're saying yes and it's just to try and basically make someone else feel better. Yeah. That's not a good reason to be saying yes. It's got to be yeah. where I win and you win and it's we're considering everyone across the board not just I need to make sure that you feel comfortable with this number or yeah. this answer I'm giving you. And now that now when we're doing contracts I'm like okay what's what's the number I want to say and then I say that number in my head and then I even do a better one like the kind of like a puke mm. number and every time I do it they're like Oh yeah, that's great. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Here we go. So it's just, yeah, it's, just, it's like, it's like riding a bike. I just have to keep putting myself in that situation and we'll get more comfortable and more comfortable. Yeah. I actually just did an episode on when and how to raise your prices. And I talked <laughs> about choosing a number that you're excited to do the work for. Yeah. And I, I love that idea of even taking it one step further. So like, what's the number you're excited for? And then a little higher and that might make you feel a bit pukey because then like, how does that affect you when you are saying a number that you're so excited about and someone says yes to you? Like, how does that impact the way you're showing up for that work? Yeah. And it impacts them. Then everyone is showing up Mm. to the table doing 110%. Then you know what I mean? It's everyone showing up to support the business and support each other. And then it's not someone's doing... 50% or I'm not doing 110 and overextending myself. Right. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's great. So what other ways are you investing in yourself that you're seeing a payoff in your business? Yeah. Like personally, like personal training, it's like, I literally neglected my health in this last two years. Hmm. I was a, I used to be a personal trainer and a bodybuilder before kids. So that was like a thing that I really, really enjoy. Um, but I, ha- I haven't done that forever. So um, I'm meeting a personal trainer three times a week now, which is not only for my, f- to feel physically strong, but uh, mentally strong. Like I need it for my mental health. 
So mm-hmm. that, that is a big therapy. Yeah. I go to therapy once a month. Like it, even when I don't think I need it, I just book it. And then something always ends up <laughs> bubbling up. You're like, Oh, thank God I booked that. You guys, I worked with you and Jess for the mastermind, which is amazing. And the, I mean, the people I got to know in that group, mm-hmm. like we're getting together in a month in Calgary. So just like, mm-hmm. just, we're going to have like a work day where we spitball ideas with each other. So that's nice. Um, yeah, I think that's that's about it. Eating, like I wasn't, I haven't been eating like I should, like I, not enough. So just mm-hmm. like making myself eat breakfast, lunch, and supper is a big thing. So yeah, simple things. Yeah, yeah. And in doing all of those things and creating these supports for yourself, what has been the impact? Like, I mean, obviously, growth is kind of like a general thing, but like, have you have people on your team been noticing that? Do you feel like there's other correlations that are happening in your business because of that? Yeah, like right now, Erin, my office manager, she's seeing me less frazzled and I have mm-hmm. more of a structured plan every month. Mm-hmm. So um, what's happening, I go into work once a week now. So for maybe four or five hours, and then I work out of my office. I probably work, I'd say 20, 15, 20 hours a week at this point. So um, it's being, I, I, I've got a great team that now trusts me and knows how to handle my, me and my business right now. So yeah, mm-hmm. I would say, that that's kind of been an overflow, like not being so frazzled and all over the place, more, mm-hmm. more, more of a purpose and a plan. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It sounds like there's some more intentionality happening, yeah. right? Because you're able to kind of not just react in the moment, but decide ahead of time, this is kind of how I want to do it. And then yeah. it makes it easier for everyone, especially when you have a team, if and you I, have a plan, right? Yeah. And I realize I need to make, like, I need to make that time to be working out. I need to make a time to be doing those three hour ceremonies. I need to make time to do therapy because if that's not done, the rest will crumble. So mm-hmm. like, I, I don't have, I can't put all that time into my business. I also have to put that time into myself as well. Yeah, And it sounds like you're starting to treat it, not like a luxury, but like a necessity. Oh yes. Yes. And, and I started ADD medication, which has been a night and day thing. Mm, Yeah. yeah. I I should have, I should have been on it a long time ago. (laughs) So you're investing in yourself to a higher level than you ever have before. And also seeing that translate into business growth. Yeah. Which is great. So cool. I love that. Yeah. Hey, so tell me what's one of the biggest challenges right now? I would say the people pool, like the people war, like of trying to Mm. find talent is just, it is so hard to find contractors, subcontractors and employees. You really have to leverage yourself in your business as a place that people want to go work. Mm. So things like benefits, sick leave, mm. like you have to now pad, have all that padding, even to attract, um, even to attract good employees and good subcontractors. So, and it, it, it's hard, like I'm, at, I'm functioning at 29% right now. So that means of the usable hours that I can use at Moss, I'm only using 29% of it. So like I need, I have a huge amount of hiring to wow. do. Yeah. A huge amount of hiring to do in the next year and a half, but I don't want to fill those spots with people that don't align with my core values or don't align. Yeah. So it's like this, like this, like, yeah, weird, weird space. So it's like your business has kind of two layers of offers. Like you're offering to the customer who's going to come in and get the postpartum care, but you're also making offers to contractors. Like you actually have to sell the business to the contractors too. The contractors are my number one client. 
Like that's interesting. I have to make a business that makes them want to come over and then the rest will follow. As long as I hire, hire good people, then the clients will be happy no matter what. Right. So yeah, my number one business is more the contractors than it is the clients. Yeah. And in doing that, you're making sure that you're filtering those people based on them being aligned with the values and vision of the business, not just taking warm bodies who can get the job done. I know. And a lot of clinics like too, I've never worked at a clinic nor have, I have no idea what I was doing before I started. Mm -hmm. And like being around um, people with good energy is like, is a must, especially in the period of postpartum. Like Mm -hmm. you have, like, I hate when I walk into a business and you can feel the energy of like the staff and you're like, Mm -hmm. this doesn't feel so great. So Mm -hmm. it's really important that I keep, keep that clean, but also then it's creating this really slow growth process. A lot of a lot of clinics like have lots of people that are maybe ten percent booked, um, and right now we're about eighty to ninety percent booked with all the practitioners. So now it's like this next. It feels like a new business all over again. This next phase mm-hmm. of bringing on new people. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Okay, so for the women who are listening that are moms and entrepreneurs, do you have any advice about how to kind of, I don't even like using the word balance because I don't think there is a balance, but the tension, like how to hold the tension of being a mom and having a family and then also having this business that's kind of like your baby. How do you navigate that? I oftentimes like have to like think that I'm wearing different hats. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll come home and I'll be with I'll be in my with my mom hat on, but I'll be thinking of everything under the sun, like going down rabbit holes in my brain mm-hmm. while I'm making dinner and not present with them. So I sometimes have to physically talk to myself, like you are a mom now, you are not paid your boss, and just put myself in those, and then vice versa. When I'm at work, mm-hmm. I can't be thinking like, oh my god, did I did I book that soccer soccer club for my mm-hmm. son? I, I have to like switch switch my heads consciously, and you, I, I go back and forth a lot. But I self talk is really important. And then like I have a team of people like Erin, my office manager, she brings me 20% of the issues. She handles 80% of moss. That gives me freedom to like have flexibility to be a mom and to be an entrepreneur. Um, my husband, yeah, he is like grocery shops. He cleans, he does laundry, he does all that other stuff. I hired a cleaner that I have come in weekly. Um, that is not, is I don't see as a luxury anymore. It's a necessity because mm-hmm. I, I don't have time to do it. Yeah. And I would say planning out the calendar. So like Aaron's coming, my office manager is looking at my calendar is coming in two days. And then we plan out the whole month, month and a half of calendar planning mm. for days that we're working together here at my office. She comes here days that she's going into Moss. Then we do a whole social media. We do a month and a half for our social media. We do like needs and leads who we want to bring on just all that business development, marketing. What else do we do? Yeah. Just planning, planning the yeah. week the month out and days off like like my kids are off spring on spring break for like god they take so much time off school i know like, why is spring school? break here in bc like, two weeks i'm like, I'm like how are you school? are you in school like what is yeah. happening so i'm going to take the whole week two weeks off okay but with that being said um i'm aaron will be with me for those two weeks she'll give her a plan for those two weeks but then i have my mother-in-law um, who is coming back from Arizona. So she'll watch the kids. And on those days she watches the kids and I'll just sit down, but it won't be structured. It won't be right. structured at the time, yeah. but I will fit it in when I can. Yeah. So, yeah. so a couple of the things I hear is some of it is just managing your own mind about switching between 
motherhood and CEO mode and talking yourself through that and noticing when it's not working so well and just like kind of being onto yourself about it, but also having people in place that can help you. Like you have a cleaner. That's amazing. You have like, for me, I do like the HelloFresh box because I don't like grocery shopping and meal planning. So I just think it's really good for women to hear that nobody who is growing a business is doing everything on their own. But I think we have that perspective. We have that expectation on ourselves when we start. And I knew that from the beginning though, like um, school was very difficult for me. And I had ADHD all through when I was a young kid Um, and school was quite hard for me. Um, I didn't go to college or university. So I knew coming in that I needed, for lack of a better word, to hire my brain power. Mm. So I hired all these A-type super educated humans that handle all my stuff. So I just have to say, I want to do this, go. I want to do this, Mm -hmm. go. I, I I won't be that. I will never be that person. Yeah. That's so good. It's so good that you knew that and had that expectation coming in and didn't have to like struggle for years in like, why can't I do all of this on my own? It's like, you knew that you were going to need people who could do the things that weren't your zone of genius. Yes. And another one, other tidbit of information every six weeks or within six weeks, me and my husband take an alone time weekend. So I go away by Mm. myself for a weekend every six weeks and he goes, so it's every, he works out to be every three between the two of us and yeah. he goes away for a whole weekend on his own. But like being by myself is Im- imperative too. Mm. And yeah. is that just something you've always needed? Just, you know, you need time alone and so you've built it in. No, like when I was a mom, I just made sure everyone else had time. So like mm. back in the day, like, so now, now that the plates are full, like I find my creativity and my new, new ideas for business don't come when I'm busy. So if I, mm. if I don't have that time, and I don't necessarily work when I'm there, but I have a book and I'm like, ah, oh, this, and then I mm-hmm. it all just floods in. So I, I need to do it for, it's more of a business planning trip too. Um, but yeah, my husband, now that I'm working and not just home all the time, not just home, being home is wonderful. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm not home all the time, looking after, looking after everything here and I have something else taking my time. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's necessary for both of us because I'm not holding down the fort like I used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Did you feel guilty about that at first? Like, I feel like there's a lot of women who are hearing, would hear that and go, well, I could never do that. I, I couldn't leave my kids. Like I would feel too bad. Like they'd want to, how do you deal with, do you have that guilt about Yes, But I just, but I just know it'll be better. Like I did, I was gone this weekend, which is great. And then I came home and the kids were like way better without me. And the house was way better and everyone was fine. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is nice. And then it creates that alert too, because I, then I really wanted to see my husband and I really wanted to like, mm. with him. and I was like, Oh, I'm so excited to see you instead of just be like, Hey, and then, you yeah. know, what I mean? like it's, it's creates that kind of mystery. And I don't, I don't call when I'm gone either. I don't call, I don't text, don't call me unless it's an emergency. I do not want to hear from them. So yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. What would be your number one piece of advice for the mama entrepreneur who's listening, who wants to grow her business this year and is like, what is the thing Paige? Like, what is the thing that I need to prioritize in order to actually grow? I would say just jump. Like the jumping is the scariest part and not Mm. know if you're going to land. Mm. And then having a a team of people, having a team of people to support you so you can have time. And that time doesn't need to be 
you working. That time doesn't need to be you and your computer. That time can just be you being by yourself. You just mm. having a moment, just people in your, in your corner to buy you time, however you decide to do it. <laughs> oh, that is so good. I think that's something that gets missed a lot. Not just time to go away to work, but time to just have mental space so that you can come up with more ideas. Because the thing that makes you a CEO and an entrepreneur is at some point you had this idea, this vision that came from mental space that now that you have an actual business, we don't usually have the time to just be creative and just imagine more possibilities. So I love that. And I think if the magic wasn't there, if that did not happen and those creativity burst didn't happen, I would be bored and I would sell my business. Like, I'd be like, this is boring. Like, it just, which sounds horrible, but it, like though, that, that's the fire. Like, that's what gets me up in the morning. Like, that's, that's, that's what makes it worth doing. So good. Thank yeah. you so much for taking the time yes. to share your story. I think a lot of women are going to be inspired to know that you don't do it on your own to know that you actually have taken time to invest in yourself. And that's a big reason that your business has been able to grow. I'm really excited to see what you continue to create in this next year. Thank you, Heather. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found it helpful, follow along and give us a quick review so that we can get the more heart, less hustle message into the hands of more women. And if you want to take this work even deeper, come check out Life Launch. It's my monthly coaching membership where we take all of these ideas and we apply them to your life so you can get the incredible results for yourself. Check it out at heatherborsma.com. We'll see you next week.